Section six of the Watergate Report, Volume three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Final Report of the Senate Select Committee on Presidential Campaign Activities, Volume three. Chapter seven the 1972 presidential campaign of congressman wilbur d mills part two d services rendered by employees of associated milk producers incorporated one summary in august 1971 an appreciation dinner was held for mills in little rock some ampi employees provided services for this function between July 1971 and the end of January 1972, three employees of AMPI worked at various times on the Mills presidential campaign. Two of them applied major portions of their time to the Mills campaign for several months while on the AMPI payroll, one working as an advance man traveling for and with Mills, and the other doing office work. Expenses of these employees including apartment and furniture rental in Washington, D.C., were paid by AMPI. Salaries and expenses of these employees for the relevant period totaled at least $25,000. There is evidence that there was a conscious decision on the part of a top official or officials of AMPI to assign AMPI employees to work in the Mills presidential campaign for a period of at least several months, and that Mills's administrative assistant, as well as the head of the Draft Mills campaign, was at least aware of their participation in the campaign. 2. Joe Johnson, Terry Shea, Betty Clement Bullock During Parr's testimony before the committee, he was questioned concerning the assignment of AMPI employees to the Mills campaign. Hamilton the first question is whether or not in late 1971 or early 1972 there were several AMPI employees who moved to Washington and worked on the Mills campaign while still on the AMPI payroll. Parr. Yes. Hamilton. And who was that? Parr. Joe Johnson, Betty Clement, and Terry Shea. Hamilton. When did they come to Washington? Parr. The best I can remember is November. Hamilton. And they stayed until after you left AMPI? Parr. Yes. Hamilton. And do you know what their combined monthly salary would have been? Parr. I suppose around $2,500. Hamilton. Who in AMPI made the decision to let these three people go to Washington? Parr. Mr. Nelson and myself. After explaining that the employees reported to Charles Ward, chairman of Draft Mills, Parr continued, Hamilton, do you recall any conversations with anybody on the Mills staff or payroll, congressional staff, campaign staff? Parr, I am sure they knew it. We did not try to hide it. Hamilton, can you give me the name of anybody on the Mills staff that knew of this arrangement? Parr, I am sure that Mr. Goss knew it. Hamilton. Is it correct that you sent them to Washington without first notifying somebody in the Mills staff to make the arrangements? Parr. I would not say that. I just did not know the particulars. I am sure that there were some notifications or something that they were there. 
Mr. Johnson was traveling with Mr. Mills. Parr was questioned further about the type of work these employees performed for the campaign and the amount of time devoted to the campaign. Sanders. Do you know, in fact, what they did for the at least three months that they were here? Parr. I believe that Mr. Johnson traveled with Congressman Mills. I believe Ms. Clement worked in the draft Mills for President Committee, and I believe Mr. Shea was what they called an advance man. Sanders. They were working full-time, or virtually full-time, for the Mills campaign. Parr. Yes. The following facts pertain to the services rendered by Betty Clement Bullock to the Mills campaign, and AMPI payment for her services. Congressman Mills and Warren K. Bass, a certified public accountant in Little Rock, established a non-profit association called Arkansas Voter Registration Association, which was succeeded by National Voter Registration Association, NVRA. AMPI personnel, including Mr. David L. Parr, Mr. Forrest Wisdom, and Mr. Joe P. Johnson, began to discuss a project with Mr. Bass in 1969. AMPI was interested in information concerning the central United States. Arrangements were finalized for NVRA to furnish AMPI with voter registration information, educate key personnel of AMPI, educate AMPI members, and supply Mr. Parr with any other information he might request. It was agreed that AMPI would pay all of the salary expenses of the association, which totaled $1,750 per month. AMPI paid Mr. Bass $1,000 on May 24, 1971, $1,000 on July 1, 1971, and $10,500 on August 17, 1971, to cover an estimated six months for completion of the project. An AMPI secretary, Betty Clement Bullock, was sent by Parr to work for NVRA in the spring of 1971. For the first few months, her salary of $750 per month was continued to be paid by AMPI. After June 30, 1971, she received her salary of $750 per month from Bass. Another employee of NVRA was paid $1,000 per month. About the 1st of July, 1971, however, Bullock was assigned by Parr to work in the draft Mills campaign. She staffed the Mills headquarters in Little Rock until the date of a Mills appreciation dinner at the end of August. As explained below, there is evidence that she then began working on preparation for a rally in Ames, Iowa on October 2nd, featuring Mills. On November 1, 1971, Bullock was sent to Washington, D.C., where she assisted in the Mills campaign until February 1, 1972, at which time she became salaried by the Mills Congressional Office. According to Joe Johnson, beginning in September 1971, Clement spent almost every day at the draft Mills office. Jean Goss stated during a staff interview that Bullock came to Washington in mid or late fall 1971. He said she worked for Johnson and may have had a desk in the draft mills office, but he did not know who paid her. At the time of Johnson's campaign assignment, he held the post of Director of Field Services for AMPI's Northern Texas Division. Johnson considered Mills to be an old friend of the Johnson family, 
Congressman Mills had known Johnson's father and offered Johnson an appointment to West Point Academy in 1947. Johnson's AMPI salary in 1971 was $25,000 per year. During a staff interview, Johnson advised that in July 1971, Parr asked him to go to Little Rock to help put together an appreciation dinner for Mills. He spent 10 to 15 days on this project, for which time AMPI paid his expenses. Terry Shea worked on the project also. There was Mills for President advertising in the form of bumper stickers, placards, and balloons. During a staff interview, Johnson acknowledged that from September 1971 to January 31, 1972, he assisted in the Mills campaign while on the AMPI payroll. He said in September he only spent about 30% of his time on the campaign. However, in this calculation, he did not include the time spent on the preparation for the October 2nd rally in Iowa, where Mr. Mills was the principal speaker. From October to January, Johnson estimated his time on the Mills campaign to be 50 to 70 percent, although he said he was working 18 hours per day, and therefore also spending considerable time on AMPI business. He said Parr must have asked him to see what he could do for Mills in Washington. Johnson stated he did some advance work and handled correspondence. He recalled travel for and with Mills to Chicago, Miami, and California. AMPI paid Johnson's expenses. Gene Goss may have been present a couple of times when travel was discussed, but Johnson averred that no one on the Mills staff knew who was paying his bills. According to the Wright Report, Bullock said that Johnson worked as an advance man for Mills from September 1971 through January 1972. She said he traveled around the country arranging speaking engagements and taking care of incidental details. She said he helped to organize the campaign of Mills for the New Hampshire presidential primary. Shea did not contribute much time to the campaign until January 1972, according to Johnson. But in December 1971, Shea was designated as secretary for numerous Mills campaign committees established to receive contributions to be subdivided, apparently in view of the gift tax laws. In order to reduce total expenses, Johnson rented two apartments in Washington in November 1971. The total rent was more than $600 per month. In addition to the apartment rental, Johnson and Bullock leased furniture at a total cost of about $175 per month, for which they were reimbursed by AMPI. The apartments and furniture rental cost to AMPI was $6,088.62. The excess over the actual cost for three months of use is attributable to an agreement of settlement with Johnson and Bullock, because the apartments had been leased for a 12-month period. AMPI records reveal that AMPI paid Johnson for additional expenses he billed in November and December 1971, in the total amount of $2,649.38. Thus, AMPI paid expenses of at least $8,738 for Johnson and Bullock. Ward testified that Johnson assisted him on the appreciation dinner for Mills, and thereafter gradually spent more time on the campaign, sometimes a few hours a day, sometimes the entire day. 
Ward was aware that Johnson, Shea, and Bullock were on the AMPI payroll until the end of January 1972. It was evident to him that Goss and Parr were aware that these employees were providing services for the Mills campaign. It was possible, he thought, that he had asked Parr to furnish help, and that he had even asked for the services of Johnson for a particular job. In mid-January 1972, there was a change in the general managership of AMPI. Harold Nelson was succeeded by Dr. George Merrin. Johnson returned to San Antonio at this time to talk with Merrin, telling him, I'm doing something that you should know about. Johnson was advised by Merrin that his work for Mills must cease, or, in the alternative, that he could take a six-month leave of absence without pay. Johnson decided to terminate his AMPI employment, and this became effective January 31, 1972. Dr. Merrin testified that shortly after he became general manager, he was told by Johnson that there were two apartments which were being paid for by AMPI, with a few people, three or four, I think, although he never stated precisely how many, who were supporting the so-called draft for mills, and who were also on the AMPI payroll and expenses. At the time that Johnson returned to San Antonio to talk with Merrin, Johnson told Nelson that his work for Mills began in November 1971, and that it was at Parr's insistence. Nelson also learned that, in addition to the employees' salaries, AMPI was paying for apartment rentals in Washington, D.C. Nelson testified that at the time he, Johnson, was doing this, he was under Mr. Parr's supervision. In fact, he said that Johnson, Shea, and Bullock were sent by Parr to work in the Mills campaign without consulting him. He said that Johnson and his secretary were working substantially full-time for Mills in November and December 1971 and January 1972. Goss stated during interview that he was aware that Johnson and Shea came to Washington to work in the Mills campaign. However, he did not know who was paying them. Around the 1st of February, 1972, Goss and Johnson went to Arkansas to meet with Mills. Goss recommended that Johnson be put on the Mills congressional payroll. Mills was told at this time that Johnson was doing campaign work. For the months of February and March, 1972, Johnson was in the employ of Mills on his congressional office payroll. However, he was then terminated because of the advice of the clerk of the House, due to his participation in campaign work outside of Washington, D.C. Three Other AMPI Employees in New Hampshire and Elsewhere Parr testified that still other employee services were provided for Mills during the New Hampshire primary effort. Sanders Do you know of any other AMPI financial support for Mills in the 1971-72 presidential campaign? Parr we had some people go to New Hampshire. Sanders, did you send them to New Hampshire? Parr, yes. Sanders, how many? Parr, I believe a former state senator of Arkansas, Charles George, and his wife. Sanders, did you pay for his expenses? Parr, yes, sir. This is travel, lodging, what kind of expenses he had. Sanders, car rental? Parr, yes, sir. Sanders, what was he to do in New Hampshire? Did it have a relationship to Mills's candidacy? Parr, yes, to see what it looked like. 
Mr. Holmes also went up there. He was an employee out of Little Rock, had a background in radio and television promotion. Parr said they were in New Hampshire for less than a week. For Johnson's work for Mills in New Hampshire, according to the Wright Report, he was paid by AMPI for expenses of $2,850. The extent of the use of AMPI employees in the Mills campaign is even more evident from remarks of Lilly during an interview conducted by the law firm of Wright, Lindsay, and Jennings. Lilly stated, Tom Townsend spent quite a bit of time on the Mills campaign. Joe Murphy worked for Mills for a week or ten days at a time. Kiefer Howard and Bob Justice would do the same, I believe. E. Expenses of Iowa Cooperative Month Rally 1. Summary October of 1971 was designated by the Governor of Iowa as Cooperative Month. There is evidence that in September 1971, Congressman Mills called the executive director of the Iowa Institute of Cooperation and asked if the director could provide him with an audience to discuss agricultural problems. The director agreed, and a rally was planned. It appeared that Joe Johnson of AMPI told the director that Johnson would take care of all expenses of the rally, and AMPI did provide funds of about $30,000 in addition to $15,000 furnished by Mid-America Dairymen, Incorporated, Johnson arranged for the director to issue an invitation to Mills in Washington, D.C., and the publicity made it appear that it had been initiated by the Iowa Co-op. AMPI provided the services of a number of employees in preparation for the rally. David Parr, an AMPI official, acknowledged that one purpose of the rally was to give prominence to Mills, while there were other speakers at the rally, Mills gave the principal address. An Iowa statewide effort was made by an Arkansas associate of PAR to urge Iowa local co-ops to distribute Mills for President lapel stickers to be worn at the rally. 2. Designation of Iowa Co-op Month The testimony given to the committee by Gerald R. Pepper, executive director of the Iowa Institute of Cooperation, Ames, Iowa, provides a first-hand account of the inception of an October 2, 1971 co-op rally in Ames. For many years, the Iowa Institute of Cooperation had obtained a proclamation from the governor of a co-op month. But until 1971, there had never been a mass rally held during that month to highlight the affair. In early 1971, the governor of Iowa designated the month of October as co-op month. Up until September 1971, a rally highlight had not yet been conceived. Pepper testified, There was never an intent at that point for there to be a program. There was no rally planned. 3. Evidence of Congressman Mills's call to solicit forum. Pepper stated that on Labor Day 1971, he received a telephone call from Congressman Mills. Pepper testified, he said, Mr. Pepper, we have powerful problems in agriculture. He said, I wonder if you would do me a personal favor. He said, I wonder if you would rent the University of Iowa football stadium and fill it up with farm people and give me an opportunity to come out and meet with them. He invited me to call him back at his apartment on the following night. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought that, well, this is co-op month. Here is a tremendous opportunity to focus attention on this program. 
Pepper said he notified Mills of his approval. He, Mills, indicated that someone would be in touch with me. Pepper told Mills a preferable site would be the Hilton Coliseum in Ames. 4. Assurance of Financial Backing On the day after Labor Day, the date of the rally was still not selected. Pepper received a telephone call from Joe Johnson, who indicated that he was to get in touch with me to discuss the co-op rally event, and his identification was as a representative of Associated Milk Producers. He advised me that I didn't have to worry about money. The matter of financial arrangements would be his obligation. 5. Congressman Mills is formally invited. According to Pepper, later on the same day, Johnson contacted him again to ask if he could be in Washington, D.C., three days later, on Friday. Pepper told Johnson that he could not do so because of a co-op board meeting on that date, whereupon Johnson offered to transport the entire board to Washington and provide for their meeting on the airplane. Pepper agreed to this, and ten members of the board traveled to Washington on two jet aircraft provided by Johnson. The purpose of the trip was to provide an opportunity to meet Mills. Pepper testified, En route to Washington, Johnson told me that I would be expected to make an invitation to Mills. The board was taken to the House of Representatives Ways and Means Committee hearing room, where a great number of people were in attendance. According to Pepper, the meeting appeared to be under the control of David Parr. Parr was the one who made the introductory statements. Mills came in, and Mr. Parr introduced me, and I offered him my invitation. After Mills's acceptance, the co-op board conducted a brief meeting in the Ways and Means hearing room. An Associated Press wire story, carried in a Des Moines newspaper on March 25, 1974, said that Congressman Mills said, through a spokesman, that he received an unsolicited invitation to speak at the Iowa rally. With respect to this news account, Pepper testified, the remarks of Congressman Mills's spokesman is absolutely incorrect. End of Section 6 Recording by Maria Casper